So that was a clip from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, set to the backdrop of Awesome Mix Fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's just- Gunslinger, right? There are no gunslingers. Not anymore. Why does the man in black want to destroy the tower? The tower protects both our worlds. If it falls, hell will be unleashed. He's like the devil, isn't he? No, he's worse. You can't stop what's coming. Death always wins. Your world might be gone. But mine isn't. I do not kill with my gun. I kill with my heart. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode 118 and my name is Scott. My name's Jared. My name is Michael. I'm Mike. Oh, oh hey, Mike. Oh, hey, Hi. Mike. Oh, hey. hey. Little Mike's here. Hey. Cool. We, we blew him up and then <laughs> replanted him, and now he's this little tiny, I don't know. Mini Mike? Mini, yeah. mini Mike? Yeah. That's growing in a, in a pot. And whenever you look at him, he stops dancing, and it's supposed to be funny, I guess. Oh, I see what you're going for. Is it supposed to? It took to a while be? to get there. It's like that little... That little dancing flower on your dashboard from 1992 and when the music plays it's the opposite no i, I only stop it's dancing like, when you look at me when <sighs> they look it's okay like the ghost from mario <laughs> on today's episode we're gonna catch up on the films and tv shows we've been watching before our featured review of guardians of the galaxy point two numero two 2.0 uh, i guess it's a second mixtape wait that's what we're reviewing sorry what'd you think oh no What'd you watch? I watched Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. You can go back like three weeks ago if you want. Uh, James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and we're going to blast off. Uh, but before we do that, you can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Yeah, and you all can, those. You can also do something else, though, Red. Do you know what it is? I think I know. I'm going to guess. What is it? I think that you could go to, you go to you www.patreon.com slash vertical viewing. Vertical viewing. Yeah. And yeah. when you're there, you would have an option. Well, you, you, if, you, if you, I mean, wanted to support the show month after month, mm-hmm. well, you'd support the show month after month. We would continue to put on the show week after week. And you could do that at a hydrogen, helium, or lithium level mm-hmm. one two or three dollars a month 
or whatever you like. Again, just choose an element on the periodic table. We're going to build it slowly over time. We're not going to ask for some of those higher, those those heavy elements. We can't ask for that up front, you know? Well, we'll never ask, but we will accept. Yeah. I mean, Einsteinium is a little bit... It's presumptuous. Out- it's Yeah. It's presumptuous, right? How many elements are on there? We're like 100? Like, like cobalt? Slow down. Well, there's He's, a couple hundred on there. No, nobelium. Oh, nice. Very well done. Uh, but you can get all sorts of goodies on there. Our uh, beloved... Lithium level patrons, Chris and Martin, they help us bring the show to you free of charge, just like it should be. Uh, and they help us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, uh, slicing off the internet into little pie shaped earbuds. Yeah. Those gooey little earbuds slide in your ears every day. Again, I don't even know where this analogy is. It pays at this we, point. You, you, you pay for the cleanup costs every week, too. So, I mean, we make a mess and then. No one ever knew. And you guys love it. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon period com slash vertical viewing. That's where you can actually stay as real as you can. Because we put up basically Jake Gyllenhaal reviews up there mainly. (laughs) Kind of like. So if you're a Jake Gyllenhaal fan, please support us. Yeah. Yeah. We are too. We're hoping to put up cartoons. We're hoping to put up uh, maybe some sort of commentaries audio commentary track all sorts of goodies you yeah, tell, we're working on lots of bonus stuff for you You guys. tell us who knows we might even read through scripts um, what do you guys want us to do but what about a recipe book <clears throat> well that's that, on the way that can happen that can happen we'll go through the you can go archives to, you can yep. go to art itunes and check out we got to go through all the subs, uh the submissions for the the one recipe i think that's on our itunes page which is for blt that involves bean sprouts which there's also uh, <laughs> i don't know about that but the venison backstrap don't yep, forget it's good yeah it's good yeah the uh, provider hasn't hasn't peeped up no, in a while a, he's got a lot to do yeah i guess if you, if you want to basically shorten your relationship with us just to maybe a one night stand uh you know we're down you can do that. We're so down. You can. You can verticalviewing.com. Uh, just, there's a donate button. That's just a one-time donation, man. There's no long-term relationship involved. There's so no me, commitment yeah. necessary. Hold on. Let me get this straight. So they're spending a night with us and then paying us money. What, 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 is it we, what is it we do? <laughs> we are don't internet prostitutes. <laughs> don't draw attention to it. For your benefit, listeners. It we, was so much more subtle until are, Mike just like announced what we were doing. You know, We are auditory <laughs> prostitutes, if that's how you want to look at you it. Know, it was rom- we, were, we were classy. It was so romantic for a moment there, Mike, and yeah. then you ruined the mood. Don't sully it. It's, we're not prostitutes because we do it for free. We do it because we love it. Verticalviewing.com. Click on the donate button. That'll connect you to paypal one-time donation you can put in one cent if you want there like if, if that's do- all you got if a dollar is too much a reoccurring one dollar per month charge you can put in one cent canadian which is the equivalent of zero dollars zero doge coins <laughs> yeah but about bitcoins doge coins only if you oh. donate a bitcoin wow yeah it's kind of tight <laughs> that's kind of awesome an entire bitcoin i'll take it you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address, which is verticalviewing at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, yeah, we always love to hear yeah, from so you. Yes, you can check out our Twitter, at verticalviewing. The Instagram is really where it's boom. It's yeah. lit, right? You can, you can tweet at us. You can Instagram at us. Is that a thing? At verticalviewingpodcast. Yeah. Yeah. DM us on Instagram. You slide over to those DMs, right? I yeah. can send you my nudes. 
Oh, um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We, this is not where. Um. Uh, well, if you want, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Ladderboxd. Uh, S K O T T E. That's about it for housekeeping. I think. I think so. Because yeah. no one else joins me on Ladderboxd. It's a sad, quiet existence out there. I well, this week I went back to work after you know chilling for. A short period of 11 months. Um, <laughs> so it was a little hard to get back into the swing of things. So I wanted to get on Letterboxd. But after day one, I passed out. The work-life balance <laughs> is going to take My some time. My mind was just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Your brain so, was full. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm used to slogging it out there alone. So it's okay, guys. But, Red, yes. I yes. want to know what's going on with what? With I, what? It has. I think there's something in the Return of the Jedi book. There is probably a couple things. That's such a sweet notebook. Uh, Thank you. I love it. Um, And what I watched this week... Well, I watched two things besides our main uh, item. And the most recent one is actually I went to Laugh Lines and watched um, a comedy show. And it was hilarious. It was... Uh, Sterling Scott was the headliner. He uh, apparently just got picked up. Uh, he got a contract from Kevin Hart for to do his own show, uh, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, and one of his openers, Gavin Clarkson, is a friend of uh, Meredith and I. And he actually surprised everyone by busting out into a rap uh, out of nowhere in, today, in last night's bit, which was instead of... Um, Rapper's Delight, or no, Alphabet... Alphabet Aerobics? Alphabet Aerobics. Um, he did comic book aerobics, Ooh. and he rewrote the song. He he did a long bit, because um, his wife, Sheena, is black, and Gavin is uh, from the Yukon, and is very, very white. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, geeky, like, wears glasses, and, and a lot of his jokes are about this. Um, so he did the comic book aerobics, and he had all these, like, printouts with photos of the different people for every letter it was awesome it was so good so this was a really entertaining uh, bit and Tight. if you ever get to see uh gavin clarkson or sterling scott you should definitely go check them out uh their comedy is hilarious nice yeah and then um on that same comedy note the other thing i watched was um making america great again from uh, David Cross, which was... I had seen him uh, in the last year. Yeah, you went to... Did, is this sort of a similar thing to the I was Louis C.K.? Exactly right. The way that when you saw the Louis C.K. Netflix special, you were like, hey, I know all those jokes. Uh, I had seen a lot of David Cross's material. Almost word for word and beat for beat. Yeah, it's right? very... Everything is very well rehearsed. Um Damn if it isn't hilarious. Like David Cross is He's a funny dude. A very, very funny guy. He's kinda savage though, right? He's ruthless. He yeah. is absolutely ruthless. He lets you know exactly how he feels. And he it actually disrupts his show at one point, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from it when um a woman gets up and leaves. Like he cracks a joke and he insults people that are that believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, oh, no. and this woman like gets up and leaves 
and the camera makes a point to show her and then he makes like three or four jokes about just some person but he's like throwing on a southern accent and he's obviously talking about the woman who's just left um which was great it was great um there's some really really controversial jokes in this that like uh i don't want to spoil for anyone any of the humor but let's say um the joke about the 72 virgins Ooh, it's not for everyone (laughs) (laughs) all right i laughed my ass off i loved it i loved it anyone i mean he he doesn't um hide his feelings about uh religion or anything and that's kind of right up my alley so and and he's also a comedian he'll take a joke and he will just hammer the same joke like he will stretch a joke out for minutes and minutes like you know what i mean like stick on a tangent and then sort of almost like wring material out of a single idea till there's like nothing left in it and he's so skillful i mean one of his jokes he doesn't say anything what? Like he just reads something and then just looks at the audience, the sort of dumbfounded. And the only thing he does is is he like makes a little, like almost as if he's going to say something. He's like, uh, and and it's hilarious. He's it's brilliant. He's so so good. And um, his encore when he comes back on stage, it's I mean again he he's uh, he's I think he's a comedic genius. Fuck. You sold me on this. Yeah, so if sure. you guys haven't seen uh, Making, Making America, America Great Again, definitely uh, check it out. How do we see that? That's on Netflix. Sweet. So you can watch it at your leisure. Uh, and that's all I got. Nice. Nice. Okay. So you didn't watch American Gods. No, I did not have a chance. Okay. I did. I did too. I'm saving up. You're going to wait till they're all out I'm and binging, binging it? yeah. Yeah, no, I'm watching one by one. What'd you think? I don't know what the fuck this <laughs> have You haven't read the book, is. though, right? No. T- um, tell me what... what I watched the first episode of American Gods, and I don't know what happened. I'll, I'll, j- tiny little spoiler for something that happens in the first 20 minutes of this episode. Gigantic naked woman fucks a dude and then grows so large that she just swallows him up into her vagina and he disappears. <laughs> Sweet. There's jokes about that. What the fuck I, is this? It, 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 I don't understand at all. And if it wasn't called American Gods, then I wouldn't know what is going on. Uh, well, I've heard they've done that on purpose. Okay. Um, and... There should be more answers in maybe tonight's episode or in the next couple of episodes. <sighs> so this is obviously based on the Neil Gaiman. It's based on Neil yep. Gaiman's book, which the idea, and they, they they set this up at the start of episode one, is that when immigrants come to America, their belief brings their gods with them. And how society is progressing, belief fuels God's pow- the, the gods' powers. And many people aren't worshiping the old gods like they used to, and they're worshiping new gods like technology and things like that. So there's this war brewing between the old gods and the new gods. And there's also like avatars, like in- human incarnations of these gods walking around amongst us. Yes, it- yes. So. Well, and the beginning starts with this badass Viking scene that I thought was cooler than 300 even. That was like... 
That set the tone so well but for you guys not, that haven't seen that's it. That's not what the show is, though, man. I want to explain this scene, though, which is amazing. These Vikings land on North American shores and start to walk off the beach, and the lead Viking is pin-cushioned. And when I say pin-cushioned that's with arrows... crazy. Like, you can't even begin to imagine... He probably has hundreds of arrows stuck into his body his, within the span of a second. His face is turned into mashed potatoes <laughs> like with, it, with arrows. It's, Gross. It's crazy. But awesome. Like, it's really violent, man. Visually, this show looks it's, stunning. It's kind of a Zack Snyder joint, I'll tell you right now. Um, there, there is a lot of slow-mo uh-huh. in it. Um, yeah. So where can I watch American Gods? It's on Stars Network, which means you might have to just go to the library to to get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here. I couldn't find any legitimate way to watch this in Canada. I don't think there is one. So um, it means you can't. So watch you're gonna it. have to uh, exercise a little bit of. Uh... Well, Brad, <laughs> I don't know. You, you you assume all of our listeners are in Canada, which isn't the case. So. No, I'm. I'm um, just saying that people are going to have to be clever in how they go about watching. Yeah, so you, you drove over to Bellingham. Well, to we live it. right on, we live right on the border, yeah, yeah. Point Roberts. We, right? li- we yeah. live right on the border, and I have a cousin that lives down in Seattle. So you know, I just go down there every week and watch I'm, with him. I'm just through your laptop Wi-Fi. My next door neighbor's on the other side of the border. You just throw a bungee cord on your laptop and just like toss it across the border into Point Roberts, and then pull it back when you're done yeah. downloading. Yeah, I can't. I can't begin to explain how disappointed I was that I couldn't subscribe to a channel or something, uh, or even a streaming service here to watch it. I think maybe Amazon pull, has like a delayed broadcast option for yeah, streaming. Yeah, you're right. I did see some ad on it. I guess um, Netflix and YouTube are going to have to figure something out. It's just yeah. too fragmented. It's crazy, man. Like we should just be able to watch whatever we want wherever we are. But regional. Th- this show really I'm excited for this because in the first episode we get Mr. Wednesday and there's a lot of clues to who he actually is. Which Ian McShane. It. Ian McShane is a Oh, he's so badass. He's basically the same guy from John Wick. Well, just, he, he's just Ian McShane. Okay. Like almost anything he has ever done. Talk to me about Mr. Wednesday. Even Hot Rod. Like, in Hot Rod, he was still Ian McShane. Yeah, that's like, his character. Just, He's just a badass pirate every time. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the main guy, this Black Moon guy or something. Shadow Moon. Not a fan. Uh, the show, I don't know if I'm going to watch any more of it than just this pilot, I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, it did not grab me. These weird Play-Doh men look really weird. Uh, I don't know. I'll need someone to really convince me that it's good. I love... Uh, it, like, it... Neil Gaiman's writing, I, I read a lot when I was younger, and I really liked how odd and otherworldly a lot of the stuff was. So I think my favorite part of this pilot was, because they're, they're doing the book justice. I, I will say that it's a really good interpretation of the source material. Uh, was Mad Sweeney walking up, the leprechaun, you know, the six-foot-four Irishman mm-hmm. who was a leprechaun <laughs> just mm-hmm. pulling gold out of the air. Yeah, that uh, was kind of cool. There's like pirate gold coming out everywhere. No, that's his leprechaun's gold, man. He's actually a leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like the whole. Okay. Like it's all. Neil Gaiman's awesome. It's funny. Like it's an Irish guy at a at a bar, and you go up to him and say, "Are you a leprechaun?" And he gets all pissed off. No, he says he, he says he's a leprechaun. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he just wants <laughs> then he just wants to fight Shadow Moon, uh, because Mister Wednesday, this mysterious dude who wants to hire Shadow Moon, who is an ex-con. 
recently released from prison a few days early because his wife died in a car accident. So his world is falling apart around him. He did his time. He was kind of a con man. I didn't care about any of this. I just wanted to go back to Vikings slashing each other. A guy gets his arm slashed off, and then it's his arm flying through the air with a sword in it, and then that kills a guy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, you gotta, but you gotta, you gotta pay attention to all the details. Like I'm, I'm definitely down to watch this series as well. It's trippy after. as fuck. Like it's take Legion and then just rated like R rate the shit out of Legion. It feels sort of the same abstract, bizarre imagery. Cool. Except with ladies swallowing men into their vaginas. That sounds awesome. You, 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 you I, can dig it, baby. I saw that well, in my dream last night. <laughs> Fuck. And she's she's a, a like some sort of goddess. Amazon. Of, of, Amazon. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but Sexy. you know, I'd like to note that that guy was not upset about it. No, he was like, "This is the he greatest diving day in of my life." <laughs> yeah. No, because what she, a way to go. She she temporarily grows to the size of like uh, like. That's because he's worshiping her. At, it's fucked like, up. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so it's it's it? it's set the stage for a crazy series. I am excited to watch the rest of this. Cool, available is, every week on on the internet, on, uh, free uh, of in charge, library, free of charge in the library of the internet. Lucky for us, we're in Canada <laughs> and we just download that shit because <laughs> we do not condone illegal uh, copyright infringement. But I'm going to. <laughs> no, well, no, and again, I want to. I want to uh, pound this point home. Pound it. <laughs> I, I tried really hard to find this. Like, there's no way to watch it. And he, he tried, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> I think Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that you looked for a, a legitimate avenue. Because now I don't even need to feel guilty. My hand has been forced. What else you got? Uh, I rewatched La La Land. Why? Because he loves it. A, because it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, the Google scene at the beginning with all the Google colors. It's a Gap ad. Oh, no. You hate a, when we say that. Well, it reduces it to something it's not. Oh, but, uh, mm. like, it's a great musical. And I know it's not your guys' movie because you're not, like, you haven't watched a lot of musicals. But Also, don't just, just don't love musicals. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just not your type of movie. And Tenacious I D and the Pick of Destiny. N- yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> What's a dude's musical? It's not the yeah, same thing. Very different. And um, so just rewatching it, it... it I uh, I saw a bunch of stuff uh, reinforced about how I liked it so much on the first viewing. It, like, it was just as good. Um, so it deserved all the praise it got. I mean, it didn't come out of nowhere. It was uh, so it, paying homage to all the classic musicals. It deserved to get Best Picture yoinked away from it. I mean, I'm not sure it deserved to get it yoinked away. It deserved the nomination. I don't think it deserved to win, but... Um, yeah, it's it's a just a really great classic style musical that hasn't been around for a while, and there's been a lot of comments about how well, it, like, there's just nothing like this right now, so that's why it it was nominated and things like that. But back in the heydays of musicals, stuff like Singing in the Rain won the awards, even though the market was saturated with stuff. So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's you like if because it's the yeah. only thing around. Yeah, yeah, if you're hitting on something. But yeah, if you do a good job, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It, it'll lot. resonate with people yeah. no matter. And, and I I agree that the, the the film was well done, and you know it was well acted. The the music was fun, and the ending was kind of a fun modern interpretation of of that sort of film, where it wasn't clear and 
it wasn't uh well, it wasn't black. I mean, it wasn't happily ever after. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that was that was nice because yeah. again, back in like the '60s, it would have been yeah, totally saccharine uh, and just like oh, thank <laughs> you. Now it's oh, I love you, and we can be happy and make jazz and just make babies. Yeah, but it is still they kind of get their cake a little bit, right? Emma, they both get their cake, but they don't Emma's, get any pussy. I mean, <laughs> sorry, they both get their cake, but they don't get each other. Um, <laughs> no, but Emma Emma Stone gets her career. And, yeah, and Ryan he gets his jazz bar. But Ryan Gosling, he doesn't become famous, though, does he? I, I guess famous in the never, way that he, he wanted doesn't matter. to be. He never wanted famous to be famous. in the way he wanted. They both acquire their their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they don't get their love. And once again, like how Ryan Gosling's uh, dream is to get jazz out there to the generation because it's a dying medium. Yeah. And how the movie actually reflects, like, he's doing that. It's like, hey, generation, here's a bunch of jazz stuff. Here's things you didn't know about it. Don't so. forget jazz is a thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's always it's a bad... It's not just Justin Bieber and <laughs> what's her name. It's a bad look, though, here when all of the African-American characters are trying to trying to say that jazz is dead and the white guy I is know. saying, uh, no, yeah. it's not. You don't understand jazz. That, like, uh, oh, wait a sec. <laughs> you don't understand jazz. <laughs> this, is, this isn't... This is Oh, no. That's a valid criticism. <laughs> Uh yeah, and then I I've been watching season three of iZombie because it started airing again and eating some brains. Man, that show is great. What is the premise for this again? I so, see I see it on uh, the old netters. So but the I... idea is it's not really a zombie show. It's just that there's zombies in it. Oh, it's the detective thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's because the, Veronica Mars with zombies. Yeah, because it's the, it's from Rob Thomas who created Veronica Mars. Also, Rob Thomas yeah, yeah. who was in Matchbox Five. Yeah. Who shows up 20. in Matchbox Twenty? Who shows? Uh, spoiler. Give Rob Thomas. The singer. The singer Rob Thomas shows up in season two of I Zombie and dies. No fucking way. <laughs> it's, it's that's pretty funny. Pretty great. He's also in. Uh, this is a side note, but Rob Thomas, the singer, is in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, no, so I, I have think I've been over it before. She becomes a zombie. They need to eat brains to stop from degenerating into crazy zombie. Hmm. Uh, but then they take on personality of that brain for a little solve bit. crimes. And you can... And you about... Can, you can see flashes of memory. Got it. So it gives the, the, the main actress a chance to act differently... Every episode, which is great. Tom Cruise uh, is in the corner, like, on strings. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, check it out. It's fun. Like, if you, you'll definitely like it if you enjoyed the Veronica Mars series. Uh, it is different enough, though, that if you gave that a try and didn't like it as, so much, try this out and see how you feel. It's a, it's a big ball of stinky cheese, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, people love Veronica Mars, though, like... It's uh, it's it's cheesy stuff, right? I think that's oh, what the fans like about de- it. It's definitely cheesy, but it knows it's cheesy. So well, that's like Doctor Who, right? Yeah, like Doctor Who is the ultimate cheese fest. It's very self-aware and, and tongue-in-cheek. Just lap it up. No, oh, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, season three. Just came out a few weeks ago. It's doing the CW thing, airing every week that it it does it. So I love that arrangement with the CW and Netflix. The day after it airs on the regular network. You get it's it. available on oh, Netflix. That's tight. So yeah, I like seeing that little tag on the episode on the, as you're going through the list, and it says like new episodes weekly. Yeah, that's such a smarter way than more networks should do that. Well, no, but just the the binge model. I thought as soon as Netflix launched 
House of Cards, and they they shocked the world by having all all eighteen episodes. Just here you go. I thought that's so stupid. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's no conversation. There's no community built. Well, like, no one knows. No, no I, one knows, I like doing that. Actually. No one knows who is who is where on each episode. Like Westworld was a great example of how people were talking and the theories were coming out. Yeah, and it's way better. Even though a lot of stuff had been solved by the end of the series or the end of the season, or like the theories came true, that didn't matter to me. Yeah, but House they, of Cards was a show that was based on an, a pre-existing show, so it was like you knew. Yeah, why bother? Like, somebody would just tell you the ending because they'd I, seen the UK I, uh, version. I think Twin Peaks is doing, like, blocks of three episodes at a time. So three episodes a week will come out, which is a little smarter. Oh, nice. Kind of cool. Kind of dig it. Mike. Hi. You haven't been here in ages. I've told you to watch, like, 20,000 movies. You never listen to me at all. That's because you suck at recommending <laughs> movies. I just, I have really bad recommendations. Yeah. yeah. You watch horrible films. Okay. Well, the, like, <laughs> so wait, hold on. Why are you on the podcast? Yeah, you, <laughs> no, but using your own judgment, then. What, no, I, what do you got? <laughs> I've, I've watched a, a few things. Oh, he does the flip. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls out um, the, the book. To be honest, I haven't been watching a lot of uh, like full-length films. I've been doing like a lot of shows instead. Um, Netflix has been running constantly, uh, but I did a few, a couple of um, rewatches. Like uh, you know, May the Fourth just came by and came through, so I had to give uh, Force Awakens a wow, yeah. rewatch. Star Trek, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know that, that held up. I was uh, I was happy that it it was uh, as good as it was so, what, the you, first time around. So you didn't go for Rogue One. I noticed that that that's a key. Yeah, we were gonna watch Rogue One, uh, but then forgot. <laughs> <laughs> forgot. Well, we own it. Like we own both of them. Yeah, of course. I think that the Force Awakens is a good way to celebrate Star Wars Day because it really encompasses a lot of the things that we love about that's Star true. Wars, and that's kind of the whole idea of the day, right? That's true. Mm-hmm. It is a good choice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, the movie should have actually been called Star Wars Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if I'm just actually serious yeah, right now, like Rogue One is should have released on May the Fourth. Better movie though. Yeah, Rogue One's fantastic. Star Wars Celebration. Um, so I had a, I had a couple kids films in here because uh, I'm a big fan of like cartoons. So I watched um, Big Hero Six again, which I really did. Yes, such a fun film. I love the art style of that. I know, right? Um, also, I, I gave uh, the big fucking giant uh, a go. Oh, you I, watched BFG? Yeah, dude, you like it? I kind of. It's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. it, it that's really, a shame. It really captured. I wanted, I wanted it to be more, maybe. Yeah, and, it, and it, it didn't get there for me. It wasn't a bad movie. I didn't dislike it, but I I think I wanted to like it more than I did after it was said and it was done. Like, and oh, it's like that was the thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. probably hard to live up to like our childhood love for Roald Dahl's BFG. Well, it feels really uninspired, and Steven Spielberg is just kind of he—he he feels really just distant and detached from the material. Like, well, it, mm. yeah, yeah. Visually, though, it looks like the sketches in the book. I guess like, I, it was ugly, man. The colors were really garish, and I didn't like all the weird colors trapped in those bottles it, it i the look of the movie was kind of off-putting it was a, it's an ugly movie for some reason mm. no the snozcumbers some of it's supposed to be ugly right the snozcumbers are cucumbers filled with 
pus, basically. Pus. Yeah. Yeah. It stinks and it's <laughs> yeah. gross and they, yeah. and they love it. They eat it. Well, you're she's stuck in it. It's it's funny. So <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> um, I also did the uh, updated version of Lemony Snicket's. Oh, nice. Ooh, I'm yeah. only people are digging this. I'm only four episodes in that. I, um, I, I never read Lemony Snicket's, but I did watch the the original, the Jim Carrey the, one. Yeah, yeah, the Jim Carrey one. It's a one, weird so humor. It's an odd humor. Yeah, it really is. So and, it's, a, it's actually called a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it is. is that's is, actually exactly what it is. Who is Lemony Snicket? That's not like that ugly looking Olaf guy, right? No, that's, no, that's Count Olaf. Lemony okay. Snicket is like the narrator. Narrator. We don't so, see him, or we do. Patrick, in, Patrick in, in Warburton. This, in this one, you do. It's yeah, Patrick Warburton, who I really dig. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. He's fun. He's uh, putty for yeah, those of you putty. who uh, <laughs> cronk who don't who don't know who he is. <laughs> oh, good old cronk. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> one one day I was flipping through uh, Netflix and I'm like, what can I watch while I eat? That's gonna be really stupid. And I, I do don't that care all about. <laughs> and and lo and behold, I came across the newest, uh, latest, and greatest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Out of the shadows for the win! Oh, dude, it it was the the worst, not the worst movie I've ever seen, but the worst movie that was supposed to be good that oh I've ever God. seen. It was absolute horseshit. But Bebop and Rock City, man. Yeah, and I wanted that to be cool, and it was. Awful! It was so dumb. It's a shame what's happened to the whole Ninja Turtles franchise. Yeah, it was just it, garbage. It's such potential. They're they're teenagers, right? So they've got attitude, and they're mutants, so they're big like us. <laughs> no, there's no potential here. It's not 1986. Wait, what? But it, but they're te- turtles. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja so Turtles, they, man. So they have shells, and we'll give them the names. Of no, car- uh, car- cartoon characters don't well, have tood, so you know. They don't have apostrophe. No, but we'll, get, we'll give one a skateboard, and so, he he likes pizza. Did you see the first re- one yeah, of yeah. these? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. This so, is better than that. <laughs> it kind I of. Think, is, I think two is better than the first. That one. bar, I that I bar was on the floor. Yeah, though. I don't remember the first one overly well because it was that forgettable. Was Be, well, because Shredder is actually yeah. a person in this, as opposed to like a weird. Iron Man suit <laughs> with with like electromagnetic Krang was in it right uh, Krang yeah, is in this Krang. one yeah. uh, his voice is not high pitched though which is a little yeah, I know. I'm sad about that. are there rock oh, soldiers like the from Dimension X no no, no. shit it, it, but it was it was like uh, um, the Avengers the end of the movie was like Avengers where you can the, see into no where the, where a portal like, opens in the sky yeah a portal opens in the sky because we never see that in films anymore um, and all these mechanical things start flying it's around. Pieces of the Technodrome come bit by bit through right. the portal yeah. and yeah. start assembling. But no oh, rock yeah. soldiers. I've seen this movie. It's twice. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I did watch that I liked um, was just recently released was uh, season three of Sherlock. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Dig it. I, I was only, haven't seen any of this. It's good. I I really like this take on Sherlock. Um, the season three is only three episodes, which, but it was sorry, still a lot of fun. I, I'm just gonna try and clarify. Season four. Wh- which Sherlock three, is this? Because there's like three. 14 different. <laughs> this uh, is a Sherlock Benedict Cumberbund. Ah, it, and it, and the guy from uh, the Hobbit. The, yeah, I think it's season four was the new one. Is it four? I yeah, thought this it was is the good one. Yeah, this is a really good show. 
They're long episodes, though, right? Like yeah, oh yeah, for they're sure. like an, a movie each yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very well done. Oh f- yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what's intimidated me. That's what's scared me off, man. I can't. Yeah, but I can't you get only, hooked, though. You really only, get hooked. You'll it, finish an episode. You binge watch an entire series that's like half an hour, but twenty episodes. That's a shit ton of TV. You binge watch this. It's three. Yeah, like for for one season, it's three hour and a half episodes. That's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. The, the UK. I like how the BBC does that. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't hammer it into the ground like yeah, all all their shows are like eight episodes or mm-hmm. six episodes. Yeah, Luther is like six seasons and there's like four episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh total. So other than that, uh <laughs> I did go see uh, Ghost in the Shell in in the theater. Yeah, so um, you had some opinions on this one, I remember. Cinema. Yeah, um I I really really wanted it to be really good. Uh, it didn't make it for me, but I'm I'm a big fan of the original anime. I I will say I've never read the manga, but I've looked at grabs of that. Um, so I I dug that they had a lot of um, tips of the hat to the the anime. Like a lot of the sh- the scenes were like shot for shot, yeah, visually straight, the same, straight lifted. Um, uh, some of the story that they because I mean if you're gonna make a film. It, and it's based off of something, it should be true to the original source material, but you should still be able to say your own unique thing. Like, it should be your own project. It shouldn't be an exact replica of of what the original was, in my opinion, at least. Um, but I don't know if, if some of the decisions they made were, were good. Well, what, <laughs> the, what they did is they made a remake of all the action scenes yeah. And did something else with the story. The plot. So they took the the actual animated movie and remade that visually and then, and then changed the, the story. They told the opposite story. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? It, like, like, no one will notice. It's like, <laughs> like they, they did not need to make the Project 8201, I think it's called. Uh, they did not need to make that into... 24601. Whatever. <laughs> not, 90210. No. Um, they didn't <laughs> need to make that in, in, into like a totally new... Like it was like a, another project before her. Like it was totally fine as an AI that became sentient. Like there's no reason to change that part of the story. That's too heavy for American audiences, it's, man. It was. It bothered me though. Like it's just unnecessary. Was, and the other thing that, that bothered me loves was... Siri, it, man. <laughs> My phone's gonna come alive and get me. Um, the the other thing that bugged me was the the um, whole scene in the mom's apartment. Brutal. And maybe I I heard you dug it. He but, loves the tea. But but he the loves thing, the goddamn I think tea. It looks I, I don't nice. I, I don't I don't know if it's maybe just because I'm not Japanese and maybe this is just a, the way it is there. Um, but I found it really weird that she she just shows up at the door and the yeah. woman's like, yeah, come on in. And let me tell you the most brutal part of my life. Oh, you totally remind me of my daughter. Yeah, that's just, totally legit. It's like the first when someone meets you and they're like, hi, what's your blood type? Are you married? Like, those yeah. are the first two questions. That someone asks. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So, yeah. So like, it's actually normal that you would get into that shit right away. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. Anyways, uh, I don't want to take up all, too much time. The last thing I wanted to talk about real quick here was uh, I watched both Iron Fist and Into the Badlands. Oh, I know which so, one of those is better. Yeah. Yes. I, if I have so, to guess, one of those was you, you're going to say was really was awesome and fun and one of them was so disappointing and yeah, you, shitty you could have done like a switcheroo you know like i watched this really awesome new show on netflix that's <laughs> really you know centered on martial arts so i really wanted iron fist 
to be better, obviously. Uh, it's not a character that I was ever into when I was like totally deep into comic books. Um, so I didn't like have any investment. Yeah, I wasn't invested, but I still really wanted it to be good because I knew it was going into the Defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, I dug the shit out of Iron Fist. So, it, so oh, like the, the comic, 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 not the show, yeah, yeah, right? Not, not yeah. the show. He, so, Mike is not the, or Michael is not the one person on the internet who liked no. Iron Fist. <laughs> so there were a lot of missteps in that show. Um, the, the biggest for me is that it was a kung fu show <laughs> with really shitty kung fu. Yes. And then I followed that up just on a whim, and I didn't even realize that Into the Badlands was going to be that style of, of fighting. Like I I had heard that there was fight scenes and sword play, but I didn't know it was going to be like... Almost awesome. like it was made so in fun. in Hong Kong. Like the 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 choreography in that show is amazing, and that is what I wanted to see in the Iron Fist. And I get that they only cast um what's his nut uh, like three weeks before filming started. But fuck you, put the the show behind schedule then. Yeah, hold you, off. You, you, if if you were making a fight show, you can't go cheap on the fighting. In that situation, you should just have. Whoever your stuntman is, just say, hey, you're up. Like, you are... It's, yeah, you're it's, the new actor. You're the actual lead actor now. Yeah. yeah it's but, way cheaper yeah. and going to be great. Yeah. But I'm missing a bunch of teeth and they don't have a high school degree. <laughs> <laughs> now, that that all being said, I, I'm still hopeful for Defenders being solid because it's a, you don't have to spend so much time on Danny Rand and his fighting won't be so, or lack thereof, yeah. uh, won't be so apparent, but... Well, we'll see. And they've given him time to train, maybe. like the actual Yeah, actor. I mean, that, that show wrapped ages ago, but still. Um, all this talk of Into the Badlands made me realize that I've been waiting patiently for season two, and it's already almost done. <laughs> it's, it started airing yeah. in, near the end of March. It's like, oh, crap. I there's get already that. new episodes on Netters, I believe. Oh, are there? No. 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 Okay, I... there's, there, there are not new episodes on Netflix. <laughs> so I gotta catch up. I gotta go to AMC and watch. I think I've missed seven of them. Is Scott. it really that deep into season two already? Apparently. Huh, that's cool, because I just picked that show on a whim. It's coming, right? I think that, like, it should be on soon. Yeah, it's only ten episodes, so I think... I don't know. The way AMC, AMC works, who knows, with Netflix's agreement. Yeah. yeah. It might... I ha- I just came up with an idea that I want to share with you guys after we hear what uh, what you have watched, Mister. Uh, well, it's it's only it's only really one thing I watched this week. I um, I watched Silicon Valley episode two. It's a lot funnier. Things are going like really fucking crazy. Dinesh is the new CEO of Pied Piper. They're working on this crazy video. Wait, what? What? Yes, season, season three, or season four, season four. Sorry, four already. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, Dinesh has a new haircut because he's a CEO. He looks absolutely ridiculous. And uh, uh, what's his name? Martin Starr is telling him to put like more hair product in his hair. <laughs> uh, but the the, the the center crux of this episode is that they did, they don't have like terms and conditions on this crazy video chat app that they're working on. So it turns into this clusterfuck of like this child quagmire, child predators, and people no. who are under. Yeah, it gets insane, and then they like move this basically this hot potato off. like it's your typical gavin belson hijinks <laughs> hoolies fucking around it, it i love the show I, I it's the same old stuff though mm-hmm. um i what what mm-hmm. what what what's up no go Nothing. for it continue i also watched trespass against us 
Okay. What did you think of this? And tell, so what is Trespassed Against Us, Scott? It, it, it's a movie with Michael Fassbender and Brendan Gleeson, and they yeah. play like these chavs who yeah. just chavs. trailer trash. <laughs> like gypsy Brits. Yeah. You, you want this to be like Snatch, but it's just not. Is Fassbender as good as he usually is? No. The performances, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The performances in this movie are brutal. Ooh. Oh, stinky. That's not good. Big Daddy Gleeson? Bad in this movie. Normally great. You're not making me want to watch this. Don't watch this. This is not a recommendation. For watch Scott. Snatch instead. Uh, Fassbender is not good in this. No one really. Like, pe- people are just coasting through this. Like I don't buy anyone. Phone, phoned it in. Fassbender's supposed to be this kind of neglectful father living in a trailer with these kind of snot-nosed kids and you know a bit of a trashy wife. And I don't buy any of it. He's trying to make a he's trying to make a clean break. But is this set in the UK? Yeah. Okay. But Big Daddy Gleason ain't having any of this. Big Daddy Gleason is telling his kid that school is useless and don't go, and prison is actually where like you learn <laughs> like real lessons. Good, yeah. So you know, real like subtle things to make you aware that Big Daddy Gleason ain't a good dude. Um, oh, he's not the hero of the no, film. No, oh, he sounded just. You will kind Majestic. of. I mean, maybe you want to watch the opening thirty seconds of this movie because the 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 it, we smash open on basically a shot of a Subaru Outback just tearing around a fucking farmer's field. Love it. Just beating up those all-wheel drive. Oh yeah, just beating up those little hills. They're chasing after a rabbit or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Dinner. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They bring it back and cook it. I knew it. Chavs. They're just complete skid robber chavs, and uh, Fastbender's trying to make a clean break of it, and again, his dad is not letting him do it. There's nothing else going on in this movie other than that. You've got a scene. I want to ask you guys how legal this would probably be. Guessing the answer is not at all, um, but like, let's say that- Color me intrigued. Let's say that you are wanted by the police. Okay, right? I'm, I'm wanted. I'm with you. Yeah. Why? What's, am I on the run? Am I like you are? You are. There's. They don't have enough evidence on you, but you are. You are a person of interest heavily in this robbery. Okay, okay. but I know that my name's on their list. Yeah, and you've been caught, but you've weaselled your way out of charges like several times. You're oh. just a fishy guy, and the cops know that you're kind of. This is. He's but I'm obviously slippery. slippery very red. slippery. Big robbery last night, though. We kind of are ninety percent sure it was you. Nope, wasn't there. Okay, for sure we know that's what you're going to say. But uh, it's true. This one is like we kind of got you on camera. Like we kind of got you. No, not me. Anyway, in order to get you. Photoshop. We, <laughs> after effects. When your kids went to school that day. Not my kids. No, they're actually your kids. We oh, know okay. We picked, up, we picked up your kids and brought them to the police station and kind of just hung on to them all day. Oh, and just kind of so let, stupid. Kind of just let you think that your kids were missing and we waited until about midnight for you to finally come to your senses and come to the police station and report your kids is missing and then we just see you wiggle for a while and just tell you that no your kids are actually in the back we got them so actually we used your kids as actual bait you know what jokes on you you gave me free childcare for 24 hours <laughs> i just had a great i had a great time clearly not legal in any sense right guys no, no that would not be legal no i don't think i would hope actually but if you could maybe the, you could see the cops making the argument that like no your parents are your your father's like a wanted criminal and we can't we can't allow you to go back to your family but they don't yeah. have any evidence yeah, they, kinda, Legally, they case, don't have a foot to stand on here. 
actually they, they they have him on the run and they have photos of him on the run and the way he gets this, the way he escapes guys tell me if you could do this uh he runs into a farmer's field and the helicopters are looking down on him it's like dead of night black helicopters using that fleer you know that infrared camera where yep. everything's just shows up as big tell me he goes like schwarzenegger predator no he doesn't do the mud thing he instead goes into a field of cows and does the like he grabs gets underneath the old udder and then grabs the legs and just hides underneath a cow because he'll just appear as a cow on this it's really smart wow cows are fucking hot <laughs> cows are fucking hot i mean on the on the <laughs> infrared camera like it would hide you for sure temperature wise <laughs> they are warm beasts i mean there's a few little nice things here interesting things about like raising a family in uh, because brennan gleason is clearly raised a shitty son michael fassbender can't read he's just a garbage human being and then you see all these problems getting passed on to his kids so that's kind of what the movie's about is 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 sort of the trickle down of just neglect, you know, passing from one generation to the next, and yeah. how to break that. It it doesn't do it in any way that's interesting. There is a good line that I think you should use on Sydney. If she ever does something really bad, like really fucking bad, mm-hmm. if you got a new seventeen K TV, and she like you, you just came out of the box, she breaks it. You're like, this is what you say to her. You're in trouble forever. That's no? that's the line. No, you're in trouble forever. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Uh, no, no, that wouldn't work on you guys. I no. would, be, I would be fucked if my parents told me I was in trouble forever. What do you do then, man? But what does it accomplish to tell your kid that? <laughs> I think it's probably probably hardcore, right? It's a bit. Look, I don't want my kid to be afraid of me. It's a bit abusive, <laughs> right? That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, don't. There's not much happening in here. Climax involves Michael Fassbender climbing a tree. <laughs> not Sweet. even lying is it like a redwood he's a squirrel no, no. It's like is it like just... catch 22 and he's naked no he's just like he steals a puppy and he climbs a tree um good times okay i'm not kidding is it is this like a sequel to frank oh frank is way better i hated frank and it's... i love frank yeah frank is way better than trespass against us and you got two heavyweights that don't do shit that's an unfortunate shame. Uh, mm. Guys, we can move on to the Guardians of the Galaxy, but before we do, there's a Dark Tower trailer. And I have an idea as well. well the Dark Tower trailer was something that we definitely should talk about. Well, what the way. hell happened? You don't like this, right? I like it and I don't like it. I don't like it because it shows so much. It's ridiculous. Like, they've obviously not... They're not just doing the first book. So, the Dark Tower series is a series of novels by Stephen King that is actually seven Seven? novels. Okay? And this movie's like four of them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they jump quickly. And I hate how series do this now. They fly over the early stuff, and then they take the last one and break it into a trilogy. Fuck that. (laughs) You already know what the formula is going to be here. The first movie, they should have made, like, why wouldn't you just do this exact same thing? The books are bestsellers because Stephen King is an amazing fucking writer, and you should just... Oh, what? Oh, we have a dissenter. <laughs> we have a dissenting voice. I, I, w- I would argue that Stephen King has written some great books, but he's also written 
a few dog shit books. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely grown as a writer across his career, for, right? For, for sure. And he himself says that the first book, he doesn't even think it's very good. I disagree with him. I what? think it's really. Oh, good. you mean the first Dark Tower book? Yeah, the okay. Gunslinger. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. Not not uh, Eyes of the Dragon. I th- I thought this trailer actually looked pretty cool, to be honest. So. I did too. I, I was blown away. Yeah, aside from context, you aside know? from the fact that they've they've obviously changed how they're approaching this and they're they're showing so much of the the content. Um, I'm curious about the changes that we're seeing, um, but it looks sick. Like it does. It does everything look sick. looks that, that being, spectacular. That being said, um, as like when I when I finished the trailer, I was like jaw on the floor, and then I was like, wait a sec, this is the Dark Tower. This is supposed to to look like a Clint Eastwood movie. This is supposed to look like, like a spaghetti the western. Yeah. Movie. This is supposed to, to that's how it, what it I just looks like a Marvel movie. Picture in my head was like looks like Thor vistas and like dust blowing, you know, and and like gritty and like yeah. the good, the bad, and the ugly, or whatever yes. the hell that movie yeah. is called. That's what it's called. Is, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure if I had it right. <laughs> Sergio Leone films uh, are yeah. inspiration yeah. for the world, right? But th- 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 yeah, exactly, right. So I mean, so what? They make they make a change, big deal. I, they don't. They didn't make it the way that I want them to make it. Um, that's fine. But uh, that's kind of what I was hoping for. But even that being said, the the trailer looks fantastic, and I'm I'm on board right now. Whether or not they pull it off, that's to be honestly like Thor Western version. That's it. This like like the material is 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 epic in scale. It crosses worlds. It crosses like yeah. I I don't know if it crosses generations, but the the it, it it transcends genres. Includes, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it does here. So yeah, but the books do. Yeah, this doesn't really, to me, doesn't look as special as okay. the the series itself. Actually, yeah, because the books are like a little bit western, a little bit horror, a lot a sci-fi. little bit fantasy, a little bit sci-fi, uh, a little bit road movie. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. uh, the other thing. There's a cool talking raccoon. The, the, the other news piece we got was the there's a there's a title for the sequel. To oh my god! Edge of Tomorrow. So Edge of Tomorrow 2 is a thing, which is oh, I'm stoked about. I can't believe that they went with the title Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat. <laughs> what the f- what? Fuck? Yeah, so well, that so is yeah, the because, sequel. Because when they when they, they tried it, to reband, rebrand yes. the first one yeah, to when Live, they, Die, Repeat. On the DVD. Yeah, exactly. Release. On the video release, they, changed, right? they tried to change the name. They retconned the entire name of this thing. They're, on. they're trying to retcon reality. <laughs> yeah, I, you can't do that. You can't do that. There was a theatrical movie that came out. It was called Edge of Tomorrow. Which the I'll new one is going to be called Edge of Tomorrow 2. It's a bad they, they title. They just called it Edgier of Tomorrow. <clears throat> it's a bad title. Guys. Edge of the day after tomorrow. Scott, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly don't blame them for going all live die repeats. Just as a, shitty. But Edge of Tomorrow is dumb. Come on, it, do, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't say anything about the movie. The the original title was All You Need Is Kill, which also let's maybe, just no. Let's just do that. I don't know. That's the book, right? Um, guys, but can, I have an can, idea. I kind of want to. No, we can't we because we, we have to jump into this weird egg pod and uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> have your mind read by a cute one inch man, B girl. Mm. But I know how to make the best movie. What we we don't have time, man. All right, we gotta go to the galaxy. The secret shall forever for remain the second volume, untold.
You know why I did it, Star Munch? Hmm? I'm not gonna answer Star Munch. I did it because I wanted to! What are we even talking about this for? We just had a little man save us by blowing up 50 ships! How little? But I don't know, like this? A little one-inch man saved us. Well, if he got closer, I'm sure he'd be much larger. If it's how eyesight works, you stupid raccoon. Don't call me a raccoon! I'm sorry. I took it too far. I meant trash panda. Is that better? I don't know. It's worse. It's so much worse. So that was a clip from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Peter Quill and his fellow Guardians are hired by a powerful alien race, the Sovereign, to protect their precious batteries from invaders. When it's discovered that Rocket has stolen the items they were sent to guard, the Sovereign dispatched their armada to search for vengeance. As the Guardians try to escape, the mystery of Peter's parentage is revealed. Wop, wop, wop. Yeah, there's some, some stuff that it's happens. about. It's we're not friends with some people. We're family. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is written and directed by James Gunn, and you got Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, uh, and Sylvester Stallone. For some reason. Yeah, what? And Kurt Russell, because he's the best. And Sean Gunn. And Ving Rhames? Yeah, huge Ving Rhames. Why is Ving Rhames here? We'll talk about that later. I can explain yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I was explaining that to my girlfriend at the end of the movie. <sighs> you, need to, you need footnotes. You need, in, just like in comics, there's little asterisks that you need to go, oh, go to issue number 288. We'll let you know. note. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, this, uh, this is a big Marvel movie. It's kicking off the year, I guess. We're going to get three of them this year with Spider-Man and Thor. Cool, cool, cool. Those both look awesome. Yeah. We're kind of kicking ass right now with these things, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, so what did this thing do for you, Red? Uh, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, you may have heard that I may have switched seats during this movie. So I had the best seats in the house, which was awesome. Um, the music was excellent. Um Zoe Saldana looks fantastic in green. Holy moly. Um, <laughs> I thought that this movie was... We, we got a regular Captain Kirk over here. Yeah, uh, never know boobs, there, though. There was some cheese, though, right? Like, this movie is definitely uh, playing up. It feels fun like a comic book can feel. Mm. Um, yeah, especially... I, I, it can be. I, I love when he's hitting on that one gold girl talking about, let's do some sexual research together yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. And during the credits, there's some fun, like, visuals. And it's, it's really this... Uh, this series is is a lot of fun, I think, in a different way from the other Marvel stuff that we're seeing. Yeah, and this one uh, continued that from the first, so almost to the point where this tone is being copied. Yeah, spread to the rest totally. of the and universe you know, because it, the first was such a surprising success. You, you right? might you might almost think that they had this crazy idea and took the same writer and director from the first one. And used it on the second one. And he has full creative control. <laughs> like he's the only writer. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Um the uh so as I said, there was some cheese, um, but 
it's not too much. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a little thick, but it's not so thick you drown in it. Yeah, I yeah. I would say though that baby Gute, baby Groot is too cute. <laughs> it, that's my like he did, in the comic books. As far as I know, he didn't look like a Funko Pop doll. <laughs> oh my god! Like he he looked Holy like shit. a little Groot. Um, where in this one they gave him like a Disney face hmm. uh, with the big, big eyes. cute eyes, you know, and really make him act like a baby. Some of the scenes are hilarious, like when he's dancing because he's so small that he's oblivious to, I mean, to the other action. It's like but... Sack Boy. He he looks like Sack Boy. Yeah. He does. But uh, I thought that the movie was well written. That uh, the characters were well developed, so that when the you know the the movie revolved around the actions of the characters, and the actions of the characters made sense based on who mm-hmm. they were and what they were supposed to be about. Um, I liked how uh, Rocket and um, uh, shoot, what's the blue? Nebula? Yondu? No, y- Yondu. How Rocket mm-hmm. and Yondu's stories were handled? That was really cool. Um, Drax was hilarious. I I can't believe Batista pulls off the yeah. Humor. Because as far as I know, Bautista is just like this giant wrestler guy. I got UFC, isn't he? This so. controversial take right now, hot take, real talk. I think that Dave Bautista might, like, could quickly overtake The Rock in terms of like maybe talent, presence, likability, presence. Yeah, like it, it. He is just he has every single thing that The Rock has, as far as I can tell. And he's had some strong early showings, unlike The yep. Rock did. <laughs> yeah, he's made good choices. Um, uh, the Sovereign was interesting, brutal. They're kind of like brutal. like cardboard people, like paper people that just Gold only there finger. to. These are people auditioning hilariously for, fail time after time. The next Bond movie is probably Goldfinger, and these are just the people who auditioned and got can't like rejected, so they all came here for this weird. It was weird, like gold paint VR experience. Yeah. And uh, I, I I don't know. It's not a spoiler to say that like don't that stay for the credits. I guess during this one, yeah. but. Yeah, but like there was literally stingers. like I wrote I have here there's 378 stingers <laughs> so like the credits are longer than the movie because well, just like one after another and even after throughout another. the credits they kept changing like I am Groot just kept popping up all over the place which yeah. was kind of fun to watch yeah that is interesting so this movie was awesome no, sorry maybe awesome's a bit much it was really fun uh, it was a good movie mm. I I agree. So I, I, I'm sensing you didn't like this as much as the first. I think it's uh, it's kind of like what I hear about drugs. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. the second time you have to take more for it to do the same thing. Except <laughs> I don't know that this one gave me more. I think this one took way more. The movie itself was on more drugs. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was much more psychedelic than the So it was a heavier one. dose. So it still of, didn't work, though. Crazy. Uh, this guy's broken. Out of curiosity, did you guys... When you watched it, did you watch it in two or three D? Three D, in three dimensions. Two dimensions, man. You did in two. Yeah, you're the odd man out. Yeah, it's good. Interesting, Mike. What do you think of this movie, uh, Mike? Michael. I agree with most of what Red said. Uh, this movie is a lot of fun. Um, I was engaged for the whole whole thing. The character arcs made sense to me. What I really loved about this film um, was it felt very much like the first one. Uh, it didn't quite have the same sense of, holy crap, this is amazing because, with the drug analogy, 
<laughs> Again, this is just what I hear. <laughs> this is from uh, uh, from like reading stuff. Um, hearsay. It, it was more of the same in that in, in its style, that sense of humor. But what's great about that is typically sequels suffer from that when it's more of the same. It doesn't feel as fresh. This didn't feel quite as fresh, but it felt just as good uh, to me. So it it kept that level going, which is very impressive for a sequel to do. It kept the momentum rolling for me. Uh, Baby Groot is ridiculous. He's like, so he's cute. So cute. The whole opening he's credit so scene where cute. he's just dancing and this ridiculous battle is happening in the background, but we don't care. We're watching this little baby tree dance around. And he's so cute that other characters comment that we we can't murder him because he's too adorable. Yes. <laughs> that, that is in the movie. Like it, he's, and, everybody and that's amazing. can see how cute he is. Uh, that's Disney. Come on. That's, that's almost like the line saying we can't kill him because we need to sell the merchandise. That's like that's like George Lucas saying I can't sell a dead Han Solo figurine. True enough. What surprised me the most about this film was I had seen the trailers, so I knew sort of what was going on in the film, but how much of it happened in the front end. Like yeah. I didn't expect he would meet his father until much later in the movie. 15 minutes in, Kurt Russell shows up and he's like, "Hey, I'm your dad." I would say the opening sequence might in hint at who his father is we get this well, weird d d aged marvel love marvel -age, marvel yeah. de-aging the fuck out of everybody right now like just it's true it, it looks like his face is a giant balloon and uh his hair is huge he's driving some ferrari in the 80s and then they plant a seed behind a dairy queen i thought it looked pretty good though yeah. Honestly, did. Like, did they did good. a good job of that. It was clean. The Dairy Queen was awesome. <laughs> I love that the Dairy Queen was still there 34 years later. I, at first, um, I thought that, oh, they're conceiving behind a Dairy Queen. I yeah, thought I didn't that, really know what was going on. That's not what it is, but I thought, oh, how brilliant is this? Like, it's this cosmic, oh, wow, his seed is being passed on. What a beautiful, cosmic, amazing experience it's behind a Dairy Queen in a ditch, <laughs> like it's just—it's perfect with the tone of Guardians, but it was yeah. just—I I guess it was like a time bomb or something. I don't fucking know. No, well, see, and that's what I—what I really enjoyed about this, like the first Guardians movie went all over the place, like it bounced around in you the galaxy. Do a lot of introduction. This had much fewer locations overall that we spent a lot of time in. Most of this movie is set in one spot, which I really, really liked. Uh, and ego, I, right? On ego. Yep. And I loved how it became this universe-spanning threat, but it was all very personal. Like that, It was like an afterthought. The universe could be destroyed, but that's not what's important here. It's all because of what's happening where we are. We're right here. Like We're not going around to the rest of the universe to protect it. It's this spot, but it's a very personal story, uh, and it's a conflict between you know family and... and I just, I really enjoyed how it solidified the bond between all the Guardians and through that wrench, like Kurt Russell. Hey, all of a sudden Peter Quill has family. How is that going to affect him? Um, and it's a nice left turn. You don't, yeah. I, the villains that we think we're following kind of get, there's some twists on who is the ultimate villain that. Are, are, is better than the first one we got Ronan who's just an idiot I don't, he's some I, I like, guy I, I like I Lee care. Pace as an actor but Ronan was 
a little weak. Now that I'm um, thinking, are there actually any villains in this movie? Well, Yondu starts as a villain. I, I really did not like his arc. We can talk about what happens. Really? With, you didn't like Yondu's it, arc? It, it's, they didn't earn how precious... They, they treat Yondu with so much like that's, care and, and, and as if he's the most precious character in this franchise. That's kind of a nod to... I don't know what is going do on. Do you want to jump in on this? Because, because Yondu and Stallone and Ving Rhames... Yeah, all, all of They're those the, guys. They are the Guardians of the Galaxy. What? So Guardians of the Galaxy was a comic book that launched in the late 60s. And all those captains that you saw at the end of the film or were introduced throughout the film, those are They're all the original, the original Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. They're just the, the captains of the other Ravager teams. Well, yeah. not even just like... the. Okay, so there's... Uh, uh, I have it written down. Um, so there's uh, the, the crystal-looking dude. Yeah, so that that's Martinex. So he's one of the originals. Uh, Yondu, and of course, uh, the original design for Yondu was with Crazy that, like Mohawk. large fin. So yeah. that was super dope that they brought that back and so like the, all the guys made wearing him look this, original. This flame emblem. Yeah, right. and uh, so the Ving Rhames guy, that's uh, Captain Charlie Twenty Seven. He's supposed to be like massive, <laughs> um, and and they're all supposed to come from different planets in like Earth's. Um, like in our galaxy, like I think he's supposed to be from, like uh, Jupiter, and Martin X was like from Pluto. Okay, you can't. Oh, our yeah. solar system, not not yeah. even our galaxy. Yeah, sorry, our solar system. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and then there's uh, Stallone was uh, a guy called Starhawk, and then That's Michelle Yao cool is his wife, Alita. Starhawk so. is a really dope name. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, in, in the film, uh, I'll agree there. The payoff for Yondu wasn't necessarily. I don't know. I think it was earned. Actually, I would argue that it like okay. his arc was pretty. Yeah, well I like done. It. We, we can get into it. Um, yeah. ev- everybody. That was the one thing I noticed about this movie is everybody got an arc. Yeah, yeah they they do try. Yeah. Like it, it's it's not even just that it's a story about even Baby Groot. Yeah, he no, grows no. as a character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. it, going in, you would assume that you know because Star Lord is sort of like the central character for the group that he, of course, is going to have an arc. I wasn't expecting that. Like every member of the team would have their own arc. Like even if it's not even as Craiglin. Even Craiglin, played by James Gunn's brother Sean Gunn, he's really good. <laughs> who is the mo- who is the mocap for Rocket Raccoon? And his performance on the first one brought the like the crew to tears because it was so good. Yeah, I, uh, I actually take issue with the fact that like Bradley. I'm going to say it right now. Come at me, both of these guys. <laughs> come at me, bro. Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. Y'all are huge posers because you don't do any on set mocap. Y'all can fuck off. Didn't Vin? These Those guys, cap. they just do complete, like, this. It's sound booth shit only for these two was, guys. Wasn't he walking around on stilts? Just, just no, to get into sorry. the character. Yeah, to I'm, get into the mindset. What the fuck? But, like, you, Vin Diesel's not, Vin Diesel is way too cool to strap on the ping pong balls and the jock strap and the, the gray suit. Unlike Alan Tudyk. Who, as K two S O in Rogue One, was on the stilts in the suit. I don't know. And everyone is that, was, is that his nickname or is that his actual name? Alan Tudyk. Yeah, T- that's his name. Nickname. Get it? <laughs> like, nice. That would that, that works even that works even better because everyone on set just stared at his crotch because he was on because he was on stilts. <laughs> so it was face level. Mike Green, tell us what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, I dug it a lot. Um, I'm I'm on the fence right now. 
whether or not it might actually be... I don't know if it's my... Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. It might be my favorite of the Marvel sequels. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still think Winter Soldier is my favorite Marvel sequel. Mm -hmm. It's it's strong, but I I think I had more fun in this, Mm. which I think is maybe the deciding factor. That's that's true. Because the Captain America shows, I mean, they're all like... They're comic book movies, right? Um, but they have a definite more serious tone. Yeah, that's... Right? The, the Gardens of the Galaxy is just a wild ride. And it stands a- apart from the Marvel overall universe. Like, I can't think of... There's really no ties to the MCU in this movie at all. One of the, one of the stingers, yes. But other than that... Th- I f- yeah, I forgot to mention yeah. that. This movie has nothing to do with the rest of... Way le- even story. less well, than the first Guardians, yeah. because it, it mentions well, that's, that's Infinity the thing, Stones. Though, is, yeah, is that it, it's 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 like a <laughs> it's a property that's way over here, and it's got like a couple strings tied to it, and now Marvel is starting to reel it in, and it's gonna like mesh in with Avengers like and a, the rest. A usual suspect. <laughs> well, the the universal threat in this is definitely gonna put something on the Avengers radar. Yeah, well, like, I mean, you've you've got uh, an Infinity Stone in in what's his face's well, forehead. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like in this in this movie, mm. what goes down is the, definitely yeah. gonna get on someone's radar. Well, okay. The Avengers, like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I wasn't cluing in, but now I'm on the same. But yeah, I, I totally dug it, and it's interesting um, that we, we saw it in three. You saw it in two. Because uh, when I first sat down and started watching it, and and uh, I was thinking, like, while well, watching the movie, like, there's some movies that they put out where they know it's going to be shot in 3D, and they overdo it. And then when you get it in 2D, when you watch it at home, it, it doesn't have the same impact or feel. And I felt, watching this movie, in the back of my head at least, that, like... It was strong in 3D, and they had a lot of cool effects, like especially during the intro. One shot that I really dug was uh, the, the camera sort of like moved around Groot, and like he this the I think the the frame froze, the fight's happening behind, and then the camera right? moved around. I'm like, we, that we, looks so sick. We did yeah. a Matrix kind of move, yeah. right? like literally like the, the yeah. freeze frame, oh, the ro- title drop, the yeah. rotate camera yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I thought was like really nice, and and the, the other three D elements they had in the movie were really subtle. Like it, it's some three D movies I find where the effects are too much in your face. Like it's too much. Like oh look at this, bouncing. Isn't it mean your face? Popcorn off your face. Subtle, subtle, please. And this I felt did it. So I think the the James Gunn did a good job of of not overdoing it with the abuse of 3D because it, it'll help the movie stand up over time. Hmm. Yeah, I think that calling this a really successful sequel, probably a wise move because, you know, take it apart completely from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just look at this as part two of a, I guess, a three-part series. It, it is really good in terms of taking characters that you know and are have been well introduced and then playing off of all of the sort of reputations that you, you like you can hit the ground running with the plot almost mm-hmm. 
because you've already you've already you already know who all these people are and what their mindsets are and you can hammer the jokes home even harder i don't know if you guys agree i think the jokes are even funnier oh oh they were great this time i was laughing so hard with drax in this one oh yeah when he says my my turds are 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 famously (laughs) large yeah <laughs> I, I I do have a complaint about Drax, and I think so. The idea of his he doesn't have sarcasm on his planet. Yeah, that that is very inconsistent because he uses sarcastic tones. He's, if, but he's trying to you. He's learn trying it. to learn it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. like experimenting with stuff. Fair he enough. Also, he like he, he doesn't express emotion outwardly. Like that's part of his race, right? So, and we see with uh, the empath. Man- also, Mantis. the one thing about you are ugly. okay. I'm gonna have a little teacher aside. <laughs> one reason I'm excited about this movie. So there's been a lot of use lately, and uh, it's the way language works. Um, but with sympathy and empathy, there's different ways. Um, like we say, someone is sympathetic, right? But it's it was actually empathic. It was how you would describe someone. But lately, people have been saying empathetic, <clears throat> which is not really wasn't a word, but is now becoming a word. Because that's just that people have people have heard it and they started using it and now that's come to be actually one of the just like how irregardless is actually a word exactly exactly (laughs) but in this which you know this movie's going to make millions of dollars Mantis says like I'm an empath and like empathic and she uses the word correctly so I was like oh. <laughs> and that's and that's all for my my vocabulary <laughs> aside. I I really love her character. Um, they they really are almost inappropriately mean and abusive to her character. Like I guess it's ma- mostly Drax, but yeah, she she I feel like she and she she gets physically abused several times by just some of the action sequences. She gets just clobbered. It's, yeah, it's funny, but I, I don't know why. She is so, like, a, she's a punching bag in some... I, I just don't get it. She I, serves very little purpose yeah. other than... I think it sort of lampoons the whole innocent beauty thing <clears throat> that, like, I was watching a video not long ago about how there's all of this innocent, attractive female trope thing going on where, you know, they're attractive, they don't know stuff, we we fall in love with them because of that. So she's sort of that in this, but then they just make fun of her over and over, and it's like... She gets yeah. hit with debris at some point. So it, it's basically like, I don't know if this was his, his uh, intention, but James Gunn is sort of lampooning this whole concept of this innocent beauty because uh, Drax doesn't really fall for her outwardly or anything. You're disgusting. He calls her ugly. And actually, that is one of my favorite lines in any movie ever when he's just like, it's great to be ugly because then if someone loves you, you know they love you for you. Beautiful people have no idea who to trust. I was like, that's such a great line. It is. It, it's dark and and there's a lot of truth to it. <laughs> it really is. There is right. Yeah. yeah. People, good-looking people, don't know who to trust. Um, must yeah. be hard for you, Scott. Oh God. Oh my God. I my so Ashton hard. my Ashton Kutcher face over here. I. Uh, I, I was a big fan of this movie. I think I liked it more than the first one because I don't know how much I like the first movie. Um, this one worked for me, guys. And uh, I thought it was great when we get this little big planet opening sequence that literally looks like a start menu. Like, when we <laughs> press the start 
like it should say press start flash at the bottom when it says guardians of the galaxy it should yeah. literally say press start but i do love this whole scene the 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 opening credits take on the first film where chris pratt smugly charmingly decides to just mug for the camera and do a little dance number with the credits rolling very good we get the same thing here now it's Groot doing a little dance number and the whole action sequence of the Guardians kicking some giant slime monster's ass. This is epic battle going on behind. All out, out of focus. Yeah. Out of focus. <laughs> and, and immediately we see hilarious Drax. It's like, a great right? way to reintroduce us to the Guardians, but yeah. not, you know, sort of... Not, not hammer it on you. And not have this sort of repetitive, climactic action sequence. Like, this is the type of thing we'd see at the end of one of the movies, but it's all happening... You know, I mean, this it's is like a, a little last time on on Guardians of the Galaxy. But it's a like huge to battle. You. It's a humongous well, battle. And, and, it com- and it comments on on some great things, too, because Gamora's got the gun, and Star-Lord's all pissed that she has a gun because the gun is his thing. And like, yeah. why would I bring a gun, uh, sword to fight this giant extra uh, planar beast? It doesn't make any sense, which doesn't make sense, yet within the whole fight, of course, it boils down to her needing to use her sword. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I thought we were in good hands. Then we kind of get bogged down with the plot, and these gold people show up. Who could care? Who could care? Um, like, honestly, who, who are these people, and what the fuck do they need batteries for? <laughs> They're uh, perfect. They're the perfect people. That's just, all you need to know. I really miss John C. They, Riley. They, they, they're, like, super integral to the future of the Marvel Universe. Okay. Super okay. integral. Okay, they're important characters. I, I didn't dig. I just missed John C. Riley and Peter Serafinowicz. The stinger with the princess, uh, the high priestess, is super important for. Yeah, them. it's it's like ridiculously key. Um, the the jumping between uh, locations was pretty cool, eh? Oh yeah, this this bothered me in a way too because we get we not get, the cartoony effects on the faces while they were going through, but I meant the actual like window yeah, yeah. things. I feel like that was really ri- like I wanted to watch the yarn sequence from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You remember when they go through the probability drive and they all of a sudden oh, yeah. all <laughs> turn into yarny guys? Yeah, yeah. I, I, that might have actually got the biggest laugh out of me. I just think that now with the Guardians doing what it's doing, we will, Red, you're going to hate what I'm about to say, but we're never going to get a, a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie reboot or anything like this is it, like this is it. This is the, like we can't. Mm, it's very crossing. I think you need to read the, I, I know, the novels because it's not the same. I feel at all. like the Guardians we'll, we'll are taking a Netflix series. It goes, it goes a different direction. But I feel like the Guardians are taking a lot of that quirky absurdity that that came from a lot of what Hitchhikers did, and I feel like they're kind of tapping into a lot of that same mojo i mean it's not the exact same but i feel like they would never do a hitchhiker's movie now because you got guardians man i think you're you're it's actually the exact opposite i think now that it would be more likely that someone would green light a hitchhiker's guide oh, no. movie or a series because it's because a different type of humor it's totally well. different yeah it's, it's absolutely 
it's it's it's, it's, it's like drier. apples and oranges. Yeah, uh, you know? Dirk Gently did really well. So yeah, do you, do you guys like the way these Goldfinger guys control their? I loved that because it, it made like sense. Ender's game. It made so much sense. They're like sixteen bit arcade machines. <laughs> They're all perfect beings, and like when they said they hired the Guardians because they can't sacrifice any one of them because they all serve a purpose. You can't go to war and send your people because they all serve a purpose. So they have these remote drones. I thought that was like made sense. brilliant. It, it, I think it looked really dumb and silly. The execution didn't work for me. They are kind of on these their weird, faces on it. It, it does look great opportunity. <clears throat> it was great opportunity for us to see Rocket demonstrate his, uh, you know, usefulness. I just. <laughs> Didn't dig any of these gold people. I loved it. Over I thought it was again. great. I, thought I liked it. it. They they played uh, they played these the sovereign for comedy in every scene that they were in, and I thought it was successful all the time, especially on that ice planet where the high priestess shows up to talk to Yondu. And the carpet, yeah, with the carpet, <laughs> yeah, and these tiny little steps, and that scene goes on forever. I mean, I guess the, the movie like, is treating them as they they are making fun of them they, so hard. They, they are, are ridiculous. Farcical. Yeah. yeah, farcical like elite. Universe elites, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It reminds me of the They're weird, literally gold, <clears throat> like the how, nose, how, the nose people from the Hitchhiker's Guide. Like it's, it reminds me of those weird. Yeah, there's I'll, a lot of great races in the Hitchhiker series. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the music, I don't think, is as memorable as the first time around. I didn't, I didn't think so either. No, I agree. I, and I think part of it for me was that I recognized more of the songs from the first one than I did from the second one. Like I, I don't listen to a lot of that those bands that they had in the soundtrack. Uh, maybe that's a good thing that the music isn't as front and center, but it in a in a weird way it kind of is because now everyone in the universe seems to listen to Peter Quill's mixtapes. Mixtapes. I don't know what happened. Like everybody loves Peter. Quill. They became. Well, what just, I don't understand the, the Guardians. It was, it was the Ravagers that it was just little people on his ship that he grew up on because he grew up with them yeah. so like his all, whole life. They right? all listened to his mixtape. Yeah, because he yeah. he blasted it all the time. I don't know what, what how like beso- how many songs are on his mixtape and like how does well, he, he had probably twelve. He had more than he had more than one. He or in his backpack. He had, got jacked uh, up. He had right, two. Right, right, right. Okay, because. I'm wondering, like, if he had the opportunity to, you know, curate a larger music library, like, how would he even know that many songs? I feel like these are songs that his mom, the mixtapes, I think the mixtapes were made by his mom. Yeah. He didn't make them. Yeah. Mm. So that's why, and, and this, this is where the Hitchhiker's Guide, to me, has, holds more weight. Like, Earth still exists, so none of these songs really have any value. They do to Peter because he can't really go back and get they, they give him a zoom which is fucking hilarious <laughs> what what is happening well, when they hand him a zoom what is going on there but anyway the, the, that's a spoiler i i, I, I that's a big joke <laughs> i like the idea i prefer the idea of having these songs not existing anymore the earth is blown up and all the songs that exist from the earth are on this shitty cassette tape all that's left you know, I mean, that's yeah. to, to Peter that he's never going back to Earth, probably. Uh, so, like, this is his only reminder of his mother and of, like, his time on Earth. Well, there are a couple Infinity Stones on Earth, so I guarantee you he's going back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, he's like, gonna, he doesn't know that. It's, it's coming. He doesn't know. Um, my, my, my opinion, this movie isn't as good as the first in the way that you have to split the team up, though. 
at least we spend most of the first movie with the team together. together. The Guardians are all kind of wrecking shit the whole time as a team. This film has just, we kind of got nothing else to do, so let's just divide them up, throw in some other new characters to sort of round it out. Uh, it's like a cheap distraction. Some of the characters work, like introducing Mantis. She's really adorable. This actress, French actress, I don't remember her name. She's very pretty. She's really good. She's very talented. This mm-hmm. is a fucking weird character, and mm-hmm. she pulls off like an insane amount of sympathy. Like My audience was like, br- their hearts were breaking every time Drax just dragged her ass through the mud. <laughs> My audience was like, just no one... There's a lot of awes. There was a lot of, of sympathy for this, this sweet girl. But then we have Nebula, who is the worst fucking character. Who plays this purple-blue robot girl uh, again? Karen, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan, who from showed, the circle. showed up last week. She was our junkie redhead from The Circle. That's what I was... I thought, and I was trying to... Like, you <laughs> cannot even recognize her no. one bit. No, it's amazing. And... uh I don't know what movie she thinks she's in. She thinks she's in Event Horizon or something. But she she is overacting and her her aggression and anger doesn't match the tone I think with the rest of the movie. But she's in agony all the time. I, I guess. Don't but you the, get it? You don't get it. Yeah, no, I don't get she it. She got every piece of her slowly like every time she lost yeah. a fight. Okay. Come on. But bit I by just bit. I, I, she, Come on, it hurts. She, her aggression Scott, is... You'd be angry, too. ...is way too out of sorts with the rest of the, the characters movie, yes. in this movie. The rest of the movie is like People are sunshine just, and rainbows. It really is. Well, no, it's not. Like, there's definitely some anger and hatred from other characters in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the whole Yondu Rocket side of things is a lot more angsty, emotional. There's a lot of death on that side. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit. Yondu's excellent, but... Way too precious. Lots of whistling. I love so, his arrow. So good at whistling. He, yeah. Um, I as this plot starts to develop, I got lost. I'll be honest. Like the middle section of this movie didn't really work too much for me. We kind of just spin our tires. Um, I guess we can get into spoilers here. I think we Maybe have to. We shall. Yeah. Uh, the the main spoiler here being that Kurt Russell, aka Ego, aka Star Lord's dad, aka Star Lord's dad, aka Celestial, is actually kind of a dick. He's a huge dick, and he he's, um, he's a universe sized dick spreading his jism across the planets yeah. everywhere. And he's trying to figure <laughs> out not just in Star Lord's mom's. He's trying vagina. to figure out if if he can replicate himself. You know, I need I need a. A progeny. I need. I need someone to follow in my footsteps here to be like God number two. He's been sp- planting his seed everywhere across the galaxy. And, He's a uh, holler. And he actually is giving the, the the women he's sleeping with like brain cancer, or at least no, just no, just, just just Peter Quill, just, just Quill to, to her, so that he can take Pete. It's ridiculous. Not even so that he can take him. It's just he's, he's trying he, to make he, another. Battery. He wants a battery. Well, right? well, yeah, but he's a backup generator. Like in the movie, he says he actually did love her, if and he couldn't, like he couldn't go back to her. Like he was otherwise, he was, it was afraid too hard. So he would give up. Like he would stay. 
So he just needed to put her, yeah, get her out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so easier to kill her than to so stay he could, there. Okay. So he could carry on, is... carry on his plan that spanned millions of years. And you know what? This guy, we can't even begin to fathom what it's like to be alone in the universe. He's just a for weird... millions of years. Yeah. He's just a weird brain. We also yeah. learn that uh, as a, that Yondu actually found out that uh, that uh, Ego's intentions weren't so good, and so that's why he never delivered. Um, Star Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those kinds of things. I-, I wish we kind of got developed a little, a little more gradually over the course of the movie. We start really loading up on Yondu plot in the back half of this, and I'm supposed to really be on board with some, some sort of fatherly relationship that Yondu had because of like one flashback sequence where he's showing him how to hold a pistol. Like, what is this? We this. It's kind of That's like the extent of the. It's it's like Jason there, Statham. There, there was probably either when we get a Blu-ray release, there'll be a bunch of deleted think, scenes that it's, it's, expand on it. But they probably hit like a, they hit a two-hour running time. They're like, okay, well, it's like at- Jason Statham from Fast yeah. and Furious, where where he killed Han, but we now have to forgive him. Like you just, this guy was a villain one movie ago, and he was completely ruthless, and now he's part of the crew. And he, I, I I don't know, I didn't well, buy any of that. If you, well, if you look at them. As a whole, then, we see... Because you get a lot of backstory just in their actions and the way they interact in Guardians 1, like their relationship going on. He does seem sort of like an overbearing father, and Quill runs away from his family. He, he needs to leave the nest, which happens in Guardians. He finds his new family, which are the friends, the family you choose. But then it comes back to realizing that Yondu is the father figure he wanted all these years. So it, it's I, I thought that worked pretty well. That that was that was my thing too. Was that um, I, I was on the fence about that decision in terms of story writing, and because like when I'm watching it on screen, it kind of felt a little bit heavy handed. But then after I left the theater and I like had some time to like think about it, and also like go back to like what I had seen in Guardians One, it made sense. And and like I was just saying, like I, I bet you when we get like a Blu-ray release, there's going to be a bunch of stuff that will have it make more sense. Just like most other movies where you're like, that didn't make any sense. And then you get the Blu-ray okay. special features and like, oh. I guess. I, I wish. Why was I that not in there? This made sense to me. And I like it. it, it the, like these kinds of circle stories, you know, where you, you end up back where you started. You realize yeah. it was there the whole time. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was the whole Yondu thing worked for me, especially drawing the parallels with Rocket and... Mm. Kept the movie interesting. I, I guess I I wish I like Yondu. Don't get me wrong. I, I I wish his character was still around. Maybe that's my my issue here. I don't I don't like the idea that you've you've killed him off. It was a bit weak. The whole idea that like you gotta let me have this. Like like I think this is a character that his redemption. Mm-hmm. But I I think this is a character that audience. I think they're gonna regret this one. I think Yondu is one of the more likable characters in the whole ensemble. You know. Um. But yeah, but the stakes have to be real. Like I know. In, in other Marvel movies, stuff happens, but it's never it never seems to be that bad or that permanent. Whereas this, you got to start killing people. And I think that's took also a, a great character and, uh, and killed him. Yeah. I think that's also maybe one of the reasons why I like this one a little bit more is that in, in other Marvel movies, the villains seem like paper villains a lot. And like Sovereign it, in this one? <laughs> well, they weren't really villains. They were or ego. 
Ego, if anything, was the villain of the movie. The Sovereign was were more like a plot device. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't they yeah. weren't evil. They were they were just pissed. They were pissed off. off right? And Rocket handled them yeah. easy every single time. <laughs> well, because he's Rocket. Pow 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 pow. Oh and, and shit! So, they got all of us. <laughs> this this whole thing builds to just a, what I think is kind of an unfocused, chaotic finale. We're inside of this weird cerebral planet core. I don't. I I didn't get any of this. I I don't like this. None of this felt like. It just was fucking nonsense, man. (laughs) Um, The Doctor Strange imagery started to really creep in, which I liked. I didn't like those brutal-looking garden gnome reenactments that... What? Ego is making they were very strange. That They're like shit porcelain doll. Terrible. Was I don't. That, very odd. I thought it was a very interesting design choice. What a yeah. terrible design choice in all of the reenactments in these pods. Like when, like when, shiny. Uh, when Ego yeah. is telling uh, the story, he's re- he's recapping his life yeah. to Star Lord. He's and, he's showing these really bizarre looking, like dioramas inside I, I, the, I mean, the I, ship. I, I wonder if that's sort of to reflect what the finale ends up looking like where it sorts to, like both characters start to kind of go super Saiyan, I guess. Um, we do get, actually get a Pac-Man like the movie goes straight pixels. We're watching Adam yeah, with Sandler's the sound effects. It's straight Adam Sandler. I love that. But it, was a, it was a great callback. I, lo- I loved how it, the great callback to when he was talking about how he was going to build some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like totally. That yeah. is a great there, there, are, there are a lot of 80s nods in this movie. I really dug it. I, I honestly want lean more into the Kung Fury like vibe with this. I, I feel like the movie should be more self-aware of itself as a movie it should look like it's on a vcr like a vhs tape with like tracking lines like <laughs> I, I, you could really it's really like dino cops you and could stuff. really lean into it a little more i, I know they kind of they got to walk the line still keep it a real movie um but yeah the fate of the earth is at stake here guys again universe universe well the oh. universe but also the earth has a giant big blob grow on it that I guess the Avengers probably got a little memo about. Yeah, it's like, hey, this town started to be taken over by this weird blob Glow- energy thing. Glowy blue thing that like anyway. started and stopped and started and stopped. Now it stopped. Will you help us get rid of the big mass that's here? Let's figure out where it came from. I just I find it funny that like Marvel, you still can't get away from fucking just sticking it to the earth. The 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 fate of Planet Earth has to be at stake every time, no matter what. Even yeah, if it's Earth not even is at the center of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But even if it's not clear in a narrative sense, like oh, don't even we don't even have to worry if it's clear or not narratively. Just still threaten the Earth's destruction because that's what gets everybody. We still have to have people running out of a Krispy Kreme with this weird uh, black uh, sort of bathroom caulking. Pouring out of the ground. It was like foam. Yeah, it was like expanding foam for your... Yeah, how long do you stick around the neighborhood if that stuff starts <laughs> I don't know. I just, shooting out I'm just i done with people manholes. running away from Armageddon shit on Earth. Like, I didn't need... I love the people standing beside it, like, taking selfies. Cause I know, but you didn't... That would happen, though. That yeah. totally would happen. <laughs> I just was pissed. We, cut, we didn't need to cut back to Earth at all. We didn't need any threats to, to Earth's... But I, I, again, I'm convinced that's how things get threaded together a little better. If his mother was still alive, then sure. But I, he, Peter Quill 
But I guess his, he, his, it's Earth after all, I his, suppose. His, well, it, yeah. It, well, and it, it follows his, from the story. Like it makes sense. His grandpa was nar- there in the narrative because in that sh- in that scene, his his okay. his grandpa in, right? in like, old age makeup was the movie was was that that location, and it begins with him like. Yeah, no, I here. love that. And also, we're on Earth, so it helps. Yeah, like up we the are. St- yeah, <laughs> it helps up we the stakes. Are. Damn, for the audience to be like, oh shit, Earth is also in trouble. Like, um, like, why do I care that these guardians are off in the middle of fucking nowhere? Yeah, okay. yeah. Who could care, Scott? Earthlings. Earth, yeah. Earthlings could care. All right, Scott. What else can we knock down? There, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's uh, my favorite line in the whole movie, and this is the one we're forgetting, is when Yondu has his sweet arrow. Oh, Mary Poppins. And he says, oh my I'm, God. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I love that. Is, is he cool? Is, is Mary Poppins you look, cool? You look like, is he cool? You look just yeah. like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Mary yeah. Poppins, y'all. Yeah, that was awesome. Because <laughs> um, he did. You look, you're looking at him going like, you look fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And then they flipped that on, they flipped you on your head by and then making it cool. After we, we blow up ego, everything's fine, we're good to go. And now we have to have, I swear to God, a 10-minute Yondu funeral sequence. And this is where I got pissed off just on how how precious I'm supposed to treat Yondu now. I, I'm supposed to really care about this character dying. It, it The fireworks and, oh my goodness. It, I, I didn't know. You didn't like it so much that you jumped up and said, yeah, and fist pumped? That was... Pretty damn up. good. No, when when Drax gets the fucking fist pump at the beginning. No, not Drax. The the one um, the guy with the metal teeth. Who don't know? Uh, what I don't know the character's Taser name. face. <laughs> Taser no, face. No, no, no. The guy who like helps them escape at one point. Craglin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was great. He's I, like I'm overjoyed. I'm, I'm more of a fan of the fist bump when Drax. Goes like basically water skiing behind the, the spaceship. <laughs> yes, and that you is think, really good. You, you think that like, oh my god, he's dead. He's like, gonna be so, so fucked, fucked up. up. And then he comes back. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Marvel really does these characters right. I want to see like maybe Thor and uh, Hulk. Ragnarok 2 have please have Drax in Ragnarok 2 Drax would fit in so well with those guys do you know what mm-hmm. I mean um, yeah and, and, that, and that that about does it for this movie aside from the 50,000 stingers that we get at the end yeah, of it there are hundreds where they introduce Adam Warlock yeah these things are kind of just little snack bites I don't feel like any of the stingers on this really did anything other than just little you know, tea, little what, Easter eggs, I guess. What, what I, okay, so that was one thing I wrote down actually was that uh, this movie shouldn't have been released right now. It should have been released back on uh, April sixteenth because it had so many goddamn Easter eggs in it. Oh, I get The one I but, I liked was uh, Sean Gunn fucking around with the the arrow, the, the arrow. arrow, and it goes into Drax, and you just hear this off screen oh, screaming <laughs> so much. <laughs> It's so funny because he hasn't been hurt the whole movie. Yeah. The whole movie. Nothing yeah. hurts him, yeah. right? And then just... Ah, ah. And of course, he just sneaks away. It's, it's absolutely what, perfect. What, what I loved um, was the Stan Lee cameo because it, oh, gee. It, it, it hints at him being Uatu the Watcher. Which, I mean... It, He's this you, omnipotent being yeah. who can now yeah. pass through. That's why his... He, in every cameo it makes sense because he's this like 
he can shape shift and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, and then I did this, and I was this guy, and I did this thing. <laughs> like it, it all makes sense that he's it's Stan Lee doing all these different things. Um, you see, he was just saying like it. at that time I was a UPS delivery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. we end on a shot of Rocket shedding a tear, looking extremely concerned about something. Do you, Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Or it was well, it was all Yondu, right? Because they were yeah. the same basically. because yeah they they were he helped him okay. realize who he was okay so i'm not taking anything away from that leading into a sequel that's just no that no, that's just that was the conclusion concluding of that, okay that was the character development of rocket because yeah. i don't i don't get much for guardians 3 i don't, I don't get much of a sense that well, I well, think it's gonna happen. I think aren't we just going right into Avengers? In, in, Infinity well, well, we're War? going to Infinity War, but James Gunn just said he wants to release Guardians three in twenty twenty. So, oh, okay. Uh, like today, the news broke I think, mm-hmm. that he wanted to do that. So, what, what's the table for Infinity? Is that uh, next year's Infinity War, and then the following year is Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet Infinity or whatever? Gauntlet, it is. yeah. Uh, guys, what what are some scores? Let's let's. I'm interested to hear where this falls. On the top tens here, or on the mm. on the on the old one out of ten, mm. ten out of ten, the one to ten, zero ten zero, zero to ten, zero ten zero. Is it a binary scale? The metrics. Uh, I I want to give this. It's been bouncing. It's been uh, oscillating. <laughs> one you could say between <laughs> seven and a half and eight. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where it's landed. It's kind of like in a quantum state. It's both. Um, let's nail it down. We'll, we'll observe it. Uh, it is seven and a half. Nice for Guardians of the Galaxy two. He, that, was, that was quite the process. Thank you for narrating that. It was the, really scientific. Yeah. I had well, you, to use some, as soon as you make that observation. That's when it the, becomes the quantum fixed. state makes its choice yeah like yeah. it's really crazy stuff fate is determined uh this was an eight and a half for me what in the fuck i really like this That's movie really high yeah. holy hell you gave a, the circle a two yep <laughs> that wasn't a real movie it wasn't a real movie all right this is this is a much better a, a much better entertaining fun movie wow. and i really liked it glowing review yeah from yeah. mike lind i think yeah if you know if you knew what you got into with the first movie this is just a like a double dose. Like, it's the same exact thing. So what? Do you, where can you go wrong? Well, it's not the same exact thing, but it's mostly the same thing. I think it's just, you ordered a Big Mac and fries, and this is just like a double Big Mac and fries. Yeah, okay, that's what they call it, part two. Yeah, I give it a nine. What? Holy yeah. moly. I, I loved it. And I, I found there was very little about this movie that I didn't enjoy. There's a lot of hardware getting handed out here. Man. Jesus. So yeah, I, I dug it a lot. Like yeah. I said, it, it might be my favorite sequel in the entire Marvel universe so far. Well, MCU that is. Um, I mean, I, I I honestly enjoyed this a lot and really found few flaws. I mean, there there it's not a lean movie like Arrival. Where there's zero that's fat the on best it. Movie. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> that's, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's the that, best movie. That, that is my my ultimate example of like a zero fat movie. Like, there's nothing about that movie that was not necessary. Every single dialogue, shot, character. It, <laughs> yeah, it's like the it, best it, film it, ever made. Every, everything about it's it the is the best is, movie. It's <laughs> perfect. 
So, I mean, it, it's not as tight as that, but I still enjoy it. So, according a to the Vertical Being podcast, Arrival is the best. Arrival movie. is better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Amazing. Who would have thought good that? that? I, I give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Same as you, Red. You're on, you're on the same page. I want to give it an eight. Like, if we were still doing, like, subjective, objective, it would be an eight. But, like, I got to be, like, a critic. So you got you to be true. That's you where I'm at. To it. I'm at, too. Like, it, this thing doesn't, it's not moving the needle. or it, It's just another Big Mac and fries See, from the is, Guardians team. This is why I think your analogy is, is, is a little off when we get to adjust it. Cause <laughs> if it was a double Big Mac, it would be good. Because the first one's a Big Mac. This one's just another Big Mac. Oh, you but don't to, even get the to fries. To be as satisfied... No, no, no. You get the fries. Whatever. It's a fucking combo. <laughs> I don't give a shit. But if it's... The first time you went to see the Guardians of the Galaxy, you got a Big Mac combo and you're like, this is awesome. And then... Because you, you'd never had one before. And then the second time... You, you got if you got a, a double Big Mac combo. So that was our review of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <laughs> Two. No, but but, but where you're going or disagree this? with our takes? <laughs> well, no, no. Where where you're going with this? Why the hell does it have to be better? Why can't it be just as good? I don't go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger and then go back and get like a Big Mac and then go back and get a quarter pounder and then go back and get a double quarter pounder and then to, go back and get better. a triple quarter pounder. Guys, can we, can we please leave this? <laughs> be, can we get, can we get out of McDonald's right now? It stinks in here. <laughs> it's the same reason why spoilers are a thing. Uh, because if you, it's weakened <laughs> when you've been exposed to it already. Let us know what you think of Guardians of the Galaxy volume dose. Let us know if it was a good mixtape or not. Mm. Please, verticalviewing at gmail period com is where you can do that. Periods are... Uh, what? Where are you going Different. with that? They're calm. I, I, I actually heard it as I was saying it. Okay. Yeah, wait a minute. Uh, next week, we are going to the round table to chase down some weird dragons. Pull some swords. Out of stones. Do you know that Excalibur Airbend. and that sword are different? What? what? Excalibur and the sword in the stone are different. I yeah, they're different things. I want to see more magic sword movies, like the classic ones. Like, Cortana is a magic sword. What the fuck? Like, that's where... No, she's in my Microsoft Zune. Yo, that's where they got the name from. Cortana oh. is an Excalibur. Like, it's a classic <laughs> magical sword. Uh, I want more shit like that. Guy Ritchie's coming back. He's 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 went to the man from Uncle and he was like, "This was fun, but I, I enjoyed that movie." What yeah, I, I did too. What I really want to do is hack and slash. So we got your favorite actor. Uh, what Charlie Hunnam? Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam. This is Scott's favorite actor. Shit. He loves his voice and his We're accent. Alike in mind, but not in body. But we also have Jude Law and Jaiman Hansu. It's crazy. Uh, so and giant Olafonts. I love Olafonts. Look for that next week, everybody. In the meantime, though. Where can I find you coughing on the internet? Um, I'll be coughing at Jared <laughs> underscore Sergeant on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Michael R. Lind and Fucking M. Lind on Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah. So, Are you even on Twitter? I have a Twitter account. <laughs> I haven't opened said account for probably two or three years, but uh, it's Joey's a cool speaking. picture of an egg. Yeah, there's a, no, there's a cool weird drawing of something, and it's... The ghost of Jem Finch over there, right? Yeah, exactly. Ghost uh, of Jem Finch. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Wilson BC two L's BC two L's like volume two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of Guardians. Uh, go to Patreon. Period. Com. Choose one of the top three elements, Please. or or make up Please. your own. 
please be become a patron of the Vertical Viewing Podcast. Help us keep the lights on. Help us offset the cost of putting on the show, renting out slices of the internet that just, you know, the little pies that you put in your ear, whatever the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> you, uh, know, you know what we're talking about. The, the earbud pies. <laughs> but mm. w- when, you become a, when you become a patron like Martin and Chris, our beloved patrons, uh, then you can get access to exclusive Jake Gyllenhaal reviews. You can get access to our very first episode. Chappie review coming soon. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal plays Chappie. No, he doesn't. He, he would no, never do he that does, shit. He does the mocap. Chappie plays Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he would never do that shit. He plays the PlayStation 3s. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, what that movie is. <laughs> if you want to just do a one-time donation, that's verticalviewing.com. You can click the donate button, which will bring you to PayPal. Keeping it real. Boom. Uh, you can hear the music this week. Yeah, we got some... Which is the anti-theory, always keeping it real, and this is a brand new... Like coat of paint, I guess you could say on smart bombs. Yeah, let us know if you uh, like this new Dig version new or sound. you prefer the old one. This you can do so at, at vertical viewing at gmail period com. Do you have a dubstep remix? It'll come soon. Oh uh, my god! But th- if you can believe it, the, the the MP3 we were using for smart bombs was from two thousand and four. Wow! Wow! So we needed some freshness. So like one hundred and twenty eight, and you can bit. hear it. <laughs> yeah, it sucked, man. Sixty four. <laughs> Uh, are there any final thoughts from you guys? I still think that if I eat an 8-ounce filet mignon... <laughs> okay. <laughs> the second time I eat an 8-ounce filet mignon, it's gonna be just as good. But I don't need to eat a 12-ounce. Not if... It's fine. Not if... But think about it. If you had never heard or of or seen filet mignon in your life, you didn't know it was a thing, and you ate that first one, the second time you have one... You now know what it is. You're not overwhelmed with the awe <laughs> and the, like, incredible... But it's just, just as good. Yeah. Is it? It is. <laughs> it's a filet mignon. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, keep it.